What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Janela Show. It's Mike here. This is my 10th podcast episode. Hopefully it won't be my last. We have quite the bar to shoot for after last week. The uh, last week's episode of the Mike Janela Show with Stack Guy Greg from Grantland's Cheap Heat Podcast. We were previewing SummerSlam, which blew up over the weekend. Uh, Undertaker, Jon Stewart, all that stuff. My most listened to podcast, my most downloaded podcast ever. It's only been about three months, but those are still some pretty good numbers. So uh, uh, before I introduce you, Kev, just an FYI, that's the numbers we're shooting for. So I hope you, you brought the heat. Yeah, tough act to follow, I guess so. <laughs> now, you're in, the, you're in the 10 Club. You're one of the first uh, 10 podcast guests in this show's history. Uh, and let me tell you about this guy, this guy. And by the way, visit MikeJanella.com to check out uh, last week's podcast if you want, all the other podcasts so far from the show, and also to find out some information on our opening theme music. Uh, Got to keep the lawyers happy. But anyway, you go through the podcast world and all the big ones. They've got their kind of pals they bring on to the show every once in a while. You look at Bill Simmons when he was still with ESPN. He'd bring on... Jacko and Joe House or you know Steve Austin who's got 2 million downloads a week he brings on you know Teddy Fowler every once in a while you think of Jimmy Kimmel used to bring on Adam Carolla when his show first started so now I want you guys to meet my version of that I've known this guy for 18 years we go way back to before we could even I don't know, shave yet. So uh, now I'm glad to bring him on. Uh, we have a lot of these kind of talks always off the air. I figured, hey, let's hit the record button and see what happens. His name is Kevin News. Kevin, say what's up to the people. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm uh, very excited to be on this podcast. I think I kind of forced my way into it. <laughs> I told Mike I'd better be one of his guests, but I'm uh, happy to do it, and hopefully this will become somewhat interesting. Yeah, you were kind of a sounding board for me, to be honest, You know, before I started doing this. Uh, for real, I was planning on it a lot. Ask you for some some advice, some tips. You know, as a listener, as a consumer, have you been uh, following the show? Give it to me straight, Kev. Yeah, no, I have been. I actually missed. I mean, I missed a big one last week, but I've been I've been tracking, been following, really enjoying it. I mean, we talked a little bit about the things I liked about it, and I mean, some of the early guys, especially getting a little insight into you know the world of acting or the world of entertainment, and, and you know, kind of how they broke in, how that all works. The minor league player. I thought there was a lot of you know really just interesting things that I don't have exposure to in my daily life. So got to learn a lot. It was pretty interesting. Um, but we've talked about this for a long time. We even talked about at one point, you know, pre-podcast, we had talked about trying to do some type of live blog where we banter back and forth via blog and, and posting that someplace, never really materialized. Well, we've here we go. All kinds Th- of things. This, so, this is it. So I'm, I'm happy we're finally hitting record and, and, and doing this. So this is good. Definitely. So what I want to kind of bring you on, and I'm sure you'll definitely be on in the future, uh, probably when I don't have any good guests to book for the week, and I call you as like a, a in case of emergency guest, uh, just touching on some of the cool, you know, current events and all that kind of stuff that I think appeals to a lot of people like us, um, our age that are kind of into it. Uh, but first, talk to me. You were just uh, Cape Cod in this weekend, right? On vacation? I was. I was. I know you spent some time out there when you were doing your play-by-play. But yeah, I try to get up there every year. The last, you know, probably four or five years, we've kind of turned it into a little bit of a boys weekend. My dad and I get up there and hang out with my uncles and a couple cousins and we play some golf, drink some beer, smoke a couple cigars. It's a, it's a good time. We get all the guys together and we play some cards, talk sports. So it, it actually was a nice little prep for this, uh, for this podcast. I feel like I've been having this conversation for a few days out there in uh, Massachusetts. Now, is it weird to you? Do you still feel, because you, know, you say it's boys weekend, your dad, you got some uncles and stuff like that. I mean, at what point do you, Obviously, we're growing up. We're like 12, 13 years old. It's like all oh, the dads hang out. They do their own thing. You know, we do our thing. As you get a little bit older, it's a little bit different. Maybe you share a beer, but then everyone kind of goes their separate ways. But now you feel like you kind of turn that corner and you're, you're at the big boys table now for life. When do you think that happened for you and for us, I guess? When, like, at what point in life is it cool to just hang out with your pop, your uncles, and that's the normal thing? It's not something out of the yeah, ordinary. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I mean, probably, you know, kind of up through college, I guess, you're probably still trying to 
break away, right? You hang out and maybe do dinner, and then you're trying to go out and, and do something, go to a bar, do something different. I feel like now we're I'm in fully in that mode where there's no place else I'd rather be than just kind of hanging out there with those guys and, and relaxing at that in that adult group. So so we fully made that transition, I think, but uh, it's a good thing. You still get that? Is there any of that? Oh, he's the young guy, like, you know, make Kev lift this, or Kev, let's see if you can now do more push-ups than me. Because I know your dad one time challenged me to, like, a triceps dip contest in his in the garage back at Felix Harris. Uh, yeah, no, so I, don't even accept those, I don't even accept those challenges. I think he could still smoke me and all that. So, <laughs> no, we did have some good, uh, some good can jam going. The young guys are the oh, old guys. Nice. Though, so bringing them into the, uh, the new yard games, and, uh, and they enjoyed it. Nice. Now, something before we got on the air you were talking to me about was how you were talking to them, just talking about sports and kind of, you know, guide chat and everything like that. And tell me or tell the people listening what it was that made you so surprised about talking about sports and how it's kind of different from how we take it in today. Because these are right, hardcore, like, Boston, you know, fans going back into the day, these guys. So, obviously, they're yeah. sports fans, but uh, take me to that next level of that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned this to you when I called just because it kind of it kind of blew me away. I mean, we're sitting around talking about we're talking Deflategate and kind of, you know, Patriots and Tom Brady, and then that sort of transitions into old Patriots, and then we're over into the Red Sox. And, I mean, they're recalling plays from, you know, 1970s Red Sox games like they happened yesterday. Meanwhile, I couldn't even tell you, you know, who was in the Final Four last year. At this point, like, I, I, I you know, sort of uh, watch all those sports real time, and then it seems to just kind of go out of my memory. So I was amazed at how quickly they recall all these specific instances that occurred 30, 40 years ago in sports, and I don't know why that is, if it's just, you know, our generation is a little bit more consumption, there's so much happening that we don't really pay attention to things in detail, or maybe it's just me personally, and I, I don't keep track. I know some of my buddies can tell you every Maryland basketball play that ever occurred, but <laughs> that's just not me. So it was really interesting, though, because, you know, they're having great conversations about who was drafted fourth by the Patriots in, you know, the 1972 draft. It was really interesting. And you asked me before we got on the air, before we recorded here, why I thought that was, and you know, if it was just you. And I've just been thinking about it while we were while we we're talking now. And I think, I mean, a, I think it's one thing that, yeah, there's just so much happening right now. Uh, if we worry and keeping that much in our heads, then we're gonna miss out on a lot of other stuff. And you and I were both into movies and music, and you know, you're into your Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm into my own stuff on the <laughs> side. So um, I think it's it's hard to focus that much. Or maybe back in the day you know, more manly, you know, uh, kind of pursuits. You're not going to worry about what's happening in the gossip columns and that kind of stuff. Um, but also I think it's just, um, it was so much more important back then because you only had, you know, the couple big sports and all it was every day if you lived in New England was Boston. You weren't getting the 49ers game. You weren't getting the Miami Heat on national television. Now we're getting all this stuff every day all the time. And um, yeah, it's hard to remember that stuff. So I think it's a combination of that, but uh, I don't think it's you at all. I think it's, it's a lot of people our age. Yeah, I guess when you're limited to kind of, you know, 12 channels and you're listening to Sox games on the radio, it's a little bit different than now where we've got, uh, you know, 300 channels on, on Fios and we're all over the place and consuming all this different information. But you're also right. I think you and I in particular probably different than our buddy Adam is, you know, we've never been quite the fanatic that he was for specific sports or specific teams. We kind of just consume all of it and, uh, and then try to enjoy some other things as well. Yeah, because you, and this is uh, Adam, actually, who ha actually beat you to the punch on getting on the podcast. I had him on for a little five-minute uh, NBA draft. Uh, yeah, he comes recap. in and does analysis like he's been on, uh, on TNT doing NBA It's for crazy. It's like years. he memorizes box scores from 10 years ago, and he is still kind of that old-school uh, sports fan. Yeah, unlike us. 
Because you've never he's really... Also, he's also old school and then he's you know, one of the few guys that carries cash. Still. We're all credit card guys and he's walking around with all the cash. So. <laughs> yeah, with that like eight-inch thick wallet that he keeps yeah. in his back pocket. Right. Cause he's exactly, he's, he's old school through and through, I think. Oh, man. Um, hope he's, I hope he's listening to this one. Uh, anyway, because you, you too, because you've kind of been... Um, ever since I've known you growing up, like sports fan wise, like you kind of you pull f- pull for the Red Sox a little bit growing up because your dad. But then you were like a big Michael Jordan fan. You had that sleeping bag you always had at every sleepover. Uh, then you moved down. You know, go, you go to um, to College Park. You go to Maryland. You settle down in the area. You kind of catch a little bit of Nats fever. You become a big Ravens guy. You used to be a Dan Marino fan when you were younger. It's kind of like you've never tethered yourself to one team. Do you think that's been? A good sports experience for you, or do you think you kind of you're a little jealous that you never were that guy who kind of went through thick and thin with the Knicks or the Rangers or whatever all the years growing up back in Jersey? No, I mean I think it's been great for me. I catch a ton of grief about that, right? Everybody thinks I'm sort of a flopper and I'm kind of jumping from team to team, right? Um, especially when everyone was hating LeBron, I was still loving LeBron because I think I'm sort of the the type that just appreciates greatness and I'm going to sit there and, and I'm going to enjoy LeBron and I'm going to enjoy. Tiger Woods, I'm going to enjoy Michael Jordan. And, and being and on this great. podcast, yeah, I get it. But, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going uh, to cry myself to sleep when the Knicks don't make playoffs again for the you know, 10th year in a row or whatever it is. Who do you, do you live and die with anybody at all, the Terps even, or are you kind of past that stage? Yeah, no, I'd or... say probably team-wise my, my strongest loyalty is probably to the Terps. Um, also, it's still kind of stuck with the Red Sox you know, since I was a kid just because of the family ties there. Um, you know, my wife, her family has season ticket holders for the for the Ravens, so we've kind of, I've kind of adopted them along the way here, which has been fun for the last five or six years. So, but, but yeah, I'd say probably biggest biggest loyalty is with the Terps, with the uh, alma mater there. Yeah, cause I think it's. I see you. Obviously, we're Facebook friends and all that, and I see one week you're at Nationals Park, and it's like, yeah, go Nats, and then you're at the O's game with Abby and her family all in orange, and it's like, geez, Nunes, just pick a side, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and that's that's part of the grief I get. But that's a little bit of like just enjoying the area, right? I mean, if, yeah. if somebody wants to go check out a game, I'm I'm up for it. So we'll go do that. But yeah, it, you're right. That that is uh that can be a bit of a problem. <laughs> and I'm sure, especially some of my buddies down here, once they hear this, they'll be they'll be giving me more crap about it. So uh, yeah, that all you guys tuning in, make sure you give Noons uh, the business next time you see him. You mentioned Tiger quickly. Uh, he had a flirt, a little flirt this weekend with with a win. You were. Probably the t- biggest Tiger fan I've known. You've been there since day one, and you played golf competitively through high school. You play now still, and you play well. What I mean, what's it been like these last couple of years for you as kind of one of his number one fans? Oh God, it's been brutal. I mean, I'm, I'm still still the believer, right? I'm never going to let it go. As long as he's out there playing, you, I, I think he's going to win every you week. You think he's got um, a major left in him? Oh, I, I absolutely think he's got a major left in him. I think he's got maybe a couple left in him. Um, but then again, who knows? I mean, I, I, I'm still baffled how. He's just such a different player now than he was, you know, six years ago. There's no way he comes out with a Saturday lead and, and loses a tournament if we're talking 2007 or earlier. So, so it was really tough to swallow. I actually lost a quick 20 bucks on that this weekend. Did you um, really? Yeah, my my uncle there. You know, he's saying there's no shot Tiger's going to win, and I'm thinking this is this is easy. Of course he's going to win. 20 bucks says he's going to win. And yeah, now he makes triple bogey on Sunday, and that's it. Um, so I hope he turns it around. I guess we'll see. I mean, there's so much. So much talent out there right now. So many good young players that, and it seems to be such a mental thing for him. But hopefully he can he can get a couple more in there because I don't think the sport's any better than when he's playing well. I mean, even this weekend the ratings were through the roof. And yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking about it. ESPN's got you know the full coverage lead in. Tiger Tracker on uh, Twitter is going crazy. So, so I hope he I hope he does well and I hope he comes all the way back. But I don't know. I'm not sure if we'll get there. Who's your next guy? Are you a speed guy or do you like one of these other young guns? 
I'm, I'm a speed guy. I like Fowler. Um, I like DJ a little bit. You know, American golfers. I'm 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 one of those guys. Um, I don't like Rory. Uh, not a Rory guy. Maybe Why that's not? I love Rory. Maybe that's because he's Nike and he's trying to take over the torch from Tiger. I don't know. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not bought. I'm not bought in on Rory yet. But some of the other young guys, I, I really do enjoy. So we'll see. But I'd love nothing more than for Tiger to go on a little little bit of a run. All right, let's put a little bow on the sports talk here. Something that you said really caught your attention. So you used to play football in high school too. So you're very much you know you know the kind of behind the scenes of that culture a little bit as well. Um, this Chris Borland stuff coming out now, all the concussions and happening, you know, over the summer and the last year, uh, even the Chris Carter news, is kind of the big football. I don't want to talk about preseason. I don't want to talk about all that stuff, but this stuff interests me. The Chris Carter, you know, you need a fall guy. If you're a rookie, uh, the Chris Borland retiring early because of his health concerns as a, as a guy who put on the pads and you weren't, you know, all County or anything like that, but you, you know what it was like back in the day a little bit. And you knew enough guys that were playing at that level. You kind of saw that impact of the sport real up close and personal what are you thinking about what the state of the nfl these days man it's a it's a mess yeah i would say you're using the, the word play pretty loosely i didn't really play all that much but i was out <laughs> I there wanna, i was on I the team and i was practicing yeah. um so yeah no but uh you're right and that that borland thing i actually on the flight up to uh to cape cod i was reading um i'm a gq reader i know you're a gq reader yeah so we're always kind of chatting about the interesting articles they have in there and they had a whole article about that um and how he sort of, for better or worse, to kind of become the symbol of the anti-NFL movement and, you know, some of the concerns as it relates to concussions. And, you know, 50% of, of uh, parents today said, you know, they wouldn't allow their kids to play football and what's that going to mean for the NFL. And it talked a lot, actually really interesting about how right after he retired from the 49ers and left all that money on the table, I think it was like 18 days after he retired, he gets a notification in the mail from NFL that they want him to have the random drug test. <laughs> and he's already retired. And so he's thinking, well, you know, what's the deal here? But he goes, he knows if he doesn't take it, the NFL is going to use that to say, oh, he, he refused to take a drug test. That's probably why he That's retired. That's why he quit, yeah. But he also was very worried about taking it and, and them potentially doctoring the results. I mean, he said he just does not trust the NFL. So he did take it, but he hired a, a private firm to, to mirror the test, and both came back negative. But that just kind of shows you the skepticism that he has of the NFL in general and their kind of power in controlling that message. Because I think – I think that's a dangerous message for the NFL. If the game is really proven to be that unsafe, um, if it's really sort of that modern-day coliseum entertainment, uh, I could I could see the, a very different future in, for the NFL down the road. Yeah, I have a couple friends of mine. A couple they just they're moving to Texas. My old uh, college buddy Ben, if I think you've met him a couple times, he he and his wife, she's from Houston. They're moving to Texas this week and they just had a baby and he's i think 95th percentile for both height and weight for his age he's only a couple months old um, he's ready to go so he's texas, like he's gonna, a bruiser, they're gonna get him yeah. a helmet exactly so <laughs> as, and they're moving to texas from new york and they're both saying like we're afraid because we're gonna get there and they start doing tackle at five down there it's crazy and they don't want the kid to be involved in that just because of all these health concerns and we've been hearing this for 10 years now or so i'm not gonna let my kid play Football's doomed because this whole generation is the parents are going to not let their kids do it. But then I mean, there's always going to be kids that do it. You look at the the underprivileged in the South. It's a way out for a lot of them. A lot of people that just grow up in that. That's just the culture. Johnny Moxon kind of lifestyle, that whole thing. Um, I don't know. Do you think it is ever going to end? Would you let your kid play? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I can tell you, even though I, you know, even though I didn't really play all that much, but just you know, being a part of that team was a great experience for me personally. And you know, growing up, my dad never let me play pop one or anything, just specifically because of concerns for 
you know, coaches not really having the ability to teach proper technique and the propensity for injuries and, and all those different things. So I think that was very smart. Um, that being said, if you don't play growing up, you're at a disadvantage, right? You're coming mm-hmm. in at high school level. These kids have been playing for 10 years, and you're significantly behind the curve and trying to learn the game because it's a different game than the game you're going to play in the backyard with your buddies. Um, and so, you know, I thought about this recently because we're getting ready to have our, you know, our first baby as well, a son, going to be born here in 10 weeks. And so, you know, I thought about that. And I don't, I don't think I'm really – we would try to direct them into any specific sport, kind of try to support them in whatever they wanted to pursue. But I think I'd have a hard time saying, no, you can't play. But I guess I'm going to have to kind of think about that a little bit longer and, and see what's coming out of these studies and see what the real risks are. I still think the risk at probably the high school level is still fairly minimal. Um, but when you get into something like the NFL, you're talking a smaller field. Well, it's not a smaller field, but the same size field. But so the guys are significantly bigger, yeah. faster, bigger guys um, on that field playing what's supposed to be the same game. But they're playing it at such a different level that there's a much higher risk for injury. And that kind of leads me to what uh, I definitely wanted to talk to you about on this call was you mentioned you're expecting the first, little Nunes, little Hitman. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to believe because, you know, when I met you, like I said earlier, you know, 18 years ago, we we're basically kids ourselves, and now you're about to welcome one into the world. What's, and I'm living a very different life than you. For all that we have in common, our paths have been very different. You met uh, your current wife in college, you know, college sweethearts, been married now four years, is that right? That's right, yep. Yeah, four years. Uh, you settled down. You have a house. You're homeowners. Um, you know, you got it all going for you. I'm up here in New York kind of doing the bachelor thing, tindering all over the place to much failure, not much success, um, kind of traveling around all over the place for jobs as you've been following me and we've been talking all these years and stuff like that. So it always interests me and I'm sure a lot of people that maybe aren't quite at that level of kids and ready for that yet, but maybe are on that track, uh, definitely want to hear about it. So what the hell, man? I mean, what kind of responsibility is this? This doesn't sound like uh, something you can take too lightly. T- take me through the, the ups and downs of getting ready for being a pop. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're super, super excited. We really can't wait. Um, both something that, you know, something we both really wanted. So we're really looking forward to it and really excited. But you're right, it is, it's a little bit of a change, right? I mean, our generation specifically, we've kind of been sort of the selfish generation where you're kind yeah. of focused exactly on yourself and you kind of want to go and do what you, what you want to do at that time. And, and now you're bringing you know, new life into the world. There's a whole new set of responsibilities, a whole new focus. So everything's changing. Um, but it's great. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be, you know, just a lot of fun for us and, and really, really good experience. Um, but you're, I think, like you said, you and I, for as much as we have in common, the last few years I think we've seen our life kind of have a little bit of a different yeah. uh, different path on certain days. I think it was Halloween, right, when you um, you were texting me to see what I was doing and I was watching a movie, handing out candy to the neighborhood kids from the house. <laughs> and I think you were getting ready to go to party two of three with the third starting at 3 a.m. in some warehouse in New York City. And I don't think that day specifically could have been any different for, for the two of us. Yeah, Halloween's um, kind of one of those barometers when you get to a certain age. You're either doing it one way or you're doing it the complete Halloween. I've hated Halloween forever, but you've always been a Halloween guy. So. Uh, I love it. But yeah, so I mean, you know, next time you call me and say, hey, let's come up to, uh, why don't you come up to Queens, we'll run around the city for, for hours, I might have to uh, see what's going on and give it a second thought, but hopefully we'll, we'll still be able to do all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's going to be great, we're really excited. So what's the prep like? Obviously you're there, obviously, you know, she's doing all the hard work and she's going to be doing all the hard work for the next 10 weeks, but what, what are you doing? What are you being tasked with or asked to do or what are you going out of your way to make sure is, is there and ready? What's kind of, what's different in your daily or weekly responsibilities than it was 
six months ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm trying to do what I can and not screw things up here and help out the best I can. So, for example, instead of, you know, normally coming home from work, maybe going to the gym and, and sitting on the, on the couch watching HBO, um, I've been painting the nursery this week, so just kind of finished up the, the second coat up there today. Um, you know, we've got, we went and interviewed uh, pediatricians, we're gearing up for some, some class stuff. we got a lot of things going on. So, yeah, my free time has been uh, reduced a bit. I'm a little less, uh, a little less TV than I normally like, but... But it's all good stuff. So I'm just, uh, yeah, trying to get everything ready, and I feel like those ten weeks are going to go by pretty quick. So we're trying to trying to gear up and be prepped as best we can. And insane. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Obviously, you know that already. Nothing but you know health and happiness to all you guys. And I'm looking forward to following along on the on this big adventure over the next uh, the next ten weeks. You say you say you hate Halloween, but the babies do Halloween week, isn't he? I know. It, yeah, <laughs> October thirtieth. So I'm nice. hoping for either a little bit later than Halloween or a little bit earlier because I, I just don't know if I can. I'm ready for another like eighteen Halloween themed birthday parties or something. It's gonna be that's gonna be tough for me because I'm not a costume person. So oh, man. So we'll see. But, but, you know, that's just sort of the luck, right? It'll, it'll end up being a Halloween baby, and that's just gonna be the way it goes. So you get a, you get so many more Halloween costume options that you can do. Heisman Trophy, and he's the football. You can do, um, I don't know. I mean, you get lots of stuff. Yeah, I got to so. gotta defer to you for all this creativity and the costume idea. So we'll, we'll have to work on that. You know my number, man. You hit me up. Exactly. You know, Uncle Mike will be coming down at his costume <laughs> for the party. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the the best good or the worst good influence that kid's ever gonna have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as he turns eighteen, I'll still be the single bachelor. We'll be tearing it up uh, instead of me. Oh and you. God. No, it won't be that bad. It won't be that bad. Um, all right, buddy. I don't want to leave you for. Too, I want to keep you too much longer. But I know you definitely one of your biggest uh, music idols. A guy I've never really caught the fever for that you have. I liked a couple of the Jack songs, stuff like that. But tell the folks how geeked you are about Andrew McMahon coming out with what was it like an anthology collection or something for on Spotify? Yeah, so you this know week? I'm a new Spotify user. I'm kind of embracing the new uh, the new music technology. They they're running a little nice little promo this uh, this summer. So I'm all in on Spotify. And I'm just driving uh, back from the airport, check my phone, and I get a notification that, you know, Andrew McMahon has released the Best Of Collection playlist on Spotify. And it's awesome. You know, it's like 18, 19 songs. He does a, an introductory kind of, you know, 15 seconds about each song and, and, you know, what it was kind of about and what he was, where he was in his life when he wrote it. And so I'm all, I'm all into it. It's great. Um, but I also, it's, it's interesting because I think you and I have talked about this before, too. It's sort of the different levels within the music business, right? I mean, here's a guy that's been playing music professionally since he was 17. He's probably, I don't know, 33 or something like that. So he's had you know, half his life he's been doing this. But he's still relatively unknown. I mean, you, like you said, you, you know some of the stuff mostly just because I used you. to play it incessantly, but yeah. uh, not because you've gone out and heard it on the radio too much. Although his, his most recent stuff is getting some radio play. But so he's lived a pretty good life. I mean, a pretty good career in music. But there's also you know guys that are even smaller than him and then obviously people that are tremendously bigger so it is interesting how that you know in in an industry that we both really enjoy there's all these different levels of success how do you how are you keeping up with music these days because there is so much going on right now and i remember back in the day we were in high school that's kind of i think the the peak for any music fan in your age and we were listening to these 50 cent you know mixtapes and underground stuff (laughs) and it was really actually looking back pretty mainstream it wasn't like we were an eight mile in some basement like rap dungeon or whatever um, but now it's just YouTube and Spotify and Pandora and kids that are in high school now are listening to a million different things. For me, I just basically like listen to Z100 up here a couple of times a day just to see what's good in the top 40. But I just, I'm exhausted trying to keep up with everything. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'd say my uh, my mixtape knowledge has definitely um, gone down since 2003. <laughs> uh, I'm not tracking on the mixtape so much anymore. Uh, but yeah, I listen to just kind of a lot of radio, but Spotify's been pretty cool, but mostly for me, I'm, I'm not even listening to new stuff on there. I'm just listening to a lot of old stuff and, you know, always listening to kind of Pandora and kind of going back to some 70s type stuff. And I got a record, as you remember, I got a record player yeah. a couple of years ago, so Got a bunch of my dad's old vinyls. Been listening to some of that stuff. So I'm kind of going backwards, listening to old stuff more so than I'm keeping up on the new things. But still a country fan and still top forty. So I know enough about what's going on. You know, I read enough TMZ to kind of keep up with <laughs> everything that's happening. But yeah, it's definitely uh, a little bit different than when we were we were in high school. I think my iPod probably still has the same playlist since um, since like 2011, maybe. It hasn't really been updated in the last four years. Yeah, it's there's just so much going on. Even at TV, I feel the same way. I've always been more of a TV guy, I think, than you. But even now, there's just so much out there. It's it's insane to keep up. And I think at a certain point, you just got to give up. And like you say, go backwards or stay where you're at because that's not going to change. And you might as well enjoy what you know. Right, enjoy what you like. I mean, yeah, there's certain shows I still try to kind of lock into. I think you and I are both HBO guys, so we try to we try to track as many HBO shows as we can. But, For sure. Um, but yeah, there's tons of stuff. I mean, everybody. It seems like every other week somebody's like, "Oh, are you watching this show?" And I'm like, "Nope, never seen yeah, it." Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I'd love to. Just yeah, yeah. Just don't have the time to kind of commit to something else. Yeah, it's a crazy world we're living in, man. All right, well, oh. we're coming up on the on the half hour mark soon. Uh, you got a nursery to paint, and you got a, a pregnant wife to take care of. So I don't want to keep you in the line much longer. But uh, thanks for coming on, brother. Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on before you go? No, man, this is great. I appreciate you having me on. I, I mean, hopefully this was uh, this was a good one. I'll be uh, be looking forward to hearing the rest of them. It's kind of a great great playlist for me, um, or a great podcast for me on my way home from work. So I've been I've been keeping up and wishing you nothing but the best. And hopefully I can be that uh, yes that that uh, filling guy for you from time to time. Hey, I will be coming to you. Don't uh, don't make don't write checks you can't cash because uh, I'll definitely take you up on the offer. And then when you hit it big, you know, just make sure you uh, keep me in mind. Yeah, of course, obviously. <laughs> there from day one. All right, man, uh, stay on the All line. Right. I'll, we'll, uh, we'll chat a little bit once I uh, get off the recording here. But definitely, uh, thanks for swinging by. Uh, give my best to the misses and uh, all, the, all the crew down there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys that are listening, make sure to tune back next week. We've got a couple great guests already lined up. So hopefully we'll have some good stuff for you coming uh, down the pike as we finish up summer and head into the fall. Uh, Kevin, say goodbye to everybody. All right, thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. All right, take it easy, Kev, and thanks to you guys for listening. Again, MikeJanella.com for all the information on the Mike Janella Show that you want to have. Thanks for tuning in, and hopefully I'll do better next time.